Okay, so this is a brainstorming session for our next season two for Creative Corporates. The focus is the future is cross-disciplinary. So why we were thinking about this, okay, let's start with what is the purpose of Creative Corporates? So the reason Creative Corporates exists at the moment is focusing on career conversations for those starting out, switching out, or anything in between, right? Yeah. So, so why is that important from a career standpoint? Well, as we've mentioned on the podcast numerous times, the average young person will change careers between five to nine times in their li- in, throughout their working life. And so we really wanted to unpack that further and say, well, what does that actually look like if you've studied one thing, you've left university, and then what? Do I have to go back and start a whole other undergrad? Am I trapped in something that I don't like because I, I have a fear of anything that's transferable? Or if you've started in something and you want to move into something else, do you have to start afresh altogether? Is there anything that is transferable? You know, how do you make sure you're starting from experience each time and making people understand, well, what they have learned is transferable and here are the ways that it actually adds benefit. A big thing I think from who, when we've spoken to people is understanding that they've gone, I really want to start X, but I just have no idea how to do that. So we wanted to kind of bring in people who have done that, who have hit refresh and gone, okay, I'm going to do the dramatic pivot, but it's actually not that dramatic because what they're bringing along with them is all these skills and understanding that they can apply. So in essence, being cross-disciplinary. I think the flip side to that is on top of just moving between industries, right, in, for example, the corporate space and then separate to that within the creative space is yeah. the the intertwining links between the need to be both creative and corporate to be truly successful and innovative in whatever industry you're in. I think in Sydney or really across the world, there's this huge opposition between someone that's labelled as a creative and labelled as a corporate, that, mm. you know, they're completely different people, don't have any sort of similarities, values, yet behind the scenes everyone's dying to have a little bit um, more of each other. Yeah. And that's why we're also going in to say it's not just about the skills that are different within the corporate space and the creative, it's about how you can pivot as well from being a corporate to a creative. Yeah. Being a creative to a corporate. Um, and why it's so valuable to have either of those skills. So any sort of switching out, anytime you're learning a fundamental new skill, you honestly don't know how it's going to lend itself in the future. And I think that's what goes towards being a well-rounded person. Like it's not the best example, but, you know, Jack Ma says like, you know, he doesn't want his kids to be, you know, academic A-plus student. He's like, no. Actually, what I want is them to be average, but I want them to do everything so that they've got the time to invest in skills that are going to be transferable in the real world. So, yeah, I think it's definitely being a bit more pragmatic. And I think it's the idea from what you were saying about creative or corporate or both. It's like actually going, it's more holistic take to say, what can you bring from either of those fields to help you? And 
the way we want to do that, I think, is really bringing in different people who have done that in different spaces to show the variety, some lessons that they've taken, challenging some of the assumptions that they had themselves, insights into what they would have done differently or what they thought they did well, and also then giving them a chance to showcase their platform to help them really reposition themselves into this new thing that they've done or that they're so much more than what they're currently perceived as. And I think it takes on to this idea that there's no one right way to do everything. No. I used to think that I had to work out the one right way and I think it just tore me to shreds because I was just literally thinking, reading, and I was like, I haven't worked out this one right way. And that's why we're saying there is no one right way. No. And I think the important thing in that, I think for the benefit of our listeners as well, is exactly you almost, you get into this paralysis where you're like, well, because I can't navigate this because there's not a rubrics, then I just can't start. I couldn't possibly start because I just don't know how to do it. And it's actually showing, well, the key things might be like, just get started, build some momentum in something find someone who does know and learn from them and then speaking to different people to carve out your own path and why that is a more enriching way to live life than, for example, sticking with the very clear checklist and rule book on how you should do career stuff. And when you compare that to the way that we've been trained in high school, we're used to following a roadbook. Yeah. Like follow this rubric and that's how you get the results. And the result that you're aiming for is the HSC. You then jump on the next boat, say with uni, which is specialised in this degree, and then you get a job in this particular industry. But what's coming out from it is when people aren't feeling a sense of purpose, a sense of achievement, a sense of just self and passion in what it is that they're doing, and you think that you have to be stuck. Mm. I think that's where the conversation then sparks. Absolutely. And even like that plus the idea that when you look at all these mega trends as well, it's that there's so much automation going on. There's so much uncertainty going on. There is so many larger forces at play, the influence of AI. What skills can you actually cultivate that's going to make sure that you can have a continued career that can evolve over time as these things start to become more mainstream, I think is a really important part based on what I've read as well to help people unlearn all of these things like being so linear to actually going, being adaptable, evolving with these current trends to make sure that they can have an enduring career over the next, not even 20, 25 years, like over the next five years from what I'm seeing where there's so many shifts and demands. So I guess that's what we're hoping to do. I guess one question we'd have in mind is what do we want the number one takeaway to be for someone listening to this series? I think it's to do with not being industry focused and to be skills oriented. If you Mm -hmm. want to be adaptable and industries are changing constantly, the only way that you're going to stay 
relevant mm-hmm. is by saying, I've had an experience in this industry and multiple other industries. Because of that experience, I can see how this might play out. It might even be to do with working with people, mm-hmm. working with different personalities and being a people manager. So you know how people are going to respond to a certain thing. Yeah. Because you've seen it unfold so many other times. And that's sort of where wisdom comes on board. And so the industry isn't what people should be attached to. It's the skills they take from a corporate and a creative experience. So like I said, being a more well-rounded person actually allows you to thrive in the long term. That's what I think the take out should be. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's also seeing like what are the range of possibilities that don't require you to simply like quit your day job and then like live your passion and then like don't even worry. You can just like live in a van and like be on like welfare and like, but you're living your passion. Like it's actually saying, well, how do you set yourself up? So you're also diversifying what you do so that you can test these passions. You can have a variety of experiences and ultimately you're helping yourself have that real like self-actualize in terms of what you want to do. Um, but also protect your economic position by seeing how different careers play out and shortcut the time investment required to do a lot of that research. I think if they go away with saying, oh, actually, that saved me three months of investigating that and now I'm just going to take these three quick takeaways and apply it into what I want to do. Yes, I think learning that from other people's lived experiences is one of the best way to do that. So it's like, you know, how can I get the short version or the executive summary? Yes. And then if I'm interested, I can then jump on board and learn more about it. And they might be a direct contact to find out where to research further. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So game plan, launch a series, help people based on what we think are initially some good guests that have areas of interest that will be relevant for our audience stands and then getting the feedback based on what people want to hear uh, to then branch out and create value for the people who are listening. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think that sounds like a really good plan and I'm really excited. Awesome. Okay, let's do it. Go team. Season two. All All right. right, season two, let it begin.